Okay. So you want me... <laughs> We're so different. I would like to have it all planned out. Like, I'll I like read to off have a things script. planned out, but this doesn't have to be planned out. I don't think you need to say a full script. You just do what's natural. So, Jen, <laughs> do this welcome. Yeah. Also, Jen oh. has his nails painted, so it's very distracting. <laughs> do not. I don't even have my hands I didn't realise how much you shot. talk with your hands until now. Now that they're beautiful red. I am a true. teacher. That's very true. So, tell us. Welcome, all what? of us. <laughs> Hang on. I'm still trying to set this up. Yep, so welcome all uh, of us. Ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Welcome, everyone, to the Horrorlings podcast. <laughs> Today we're doing The Conjuring 1 and the better um, version, Conjuring disagree, 2. But I am very, very excited that we're doing The Conjuring movies because, as I said last week on The Babadook, we've got two of my all-time favourites in a row. And me and Jed are going to be talking about our differing opinions on which one is better, what I thought about The Conjuring 2, although Jed doesn't dislike The Conjuring 1. And I don't dislike The Conjuring 2. We just have very differing opinions. When did you first see um, The Conjuring 1? Um, so I was in year mm-hmm. 10 at school and my friend wanted to go see it my only friend that would watch I thought you were gonna say my only friend <laughs> well yes one of my only friends and he was definitely the only one that actually yeah. liked horror movies so we went and saw that at yeah. the cinemas and I just remember thinking it wasn't like a bad phase of horror movies but this is really what got me back yeah, into I agree. it I'm- about like something else that was around that time and I don't really know I I went and saw it at cinemas too I'm not sure if I saw it before you or after you sorry I'm just rearranging my self well I went and saw it the night it came out in Australia I remember I, that so oh, I dropped my microphone <laughs> um, I don't think I saw it on the day it came out I think that I saw it, um, you know, I think it was like the week it came out or whatever. You probably would have said to me, you have to go and see this. It's really good. But um, he took me, which was really nice of him to go with me. And we saw it. And I remember even on the drive home, I thought that is one of the scariest movies I've seen pretty much ever. I thought it was so frightening. And we went home and he decided to turn the power off at the power box and lock me in the house by myself in the dark. (laughs) And I was so scared and I was literally in the lounge room thinking that is one of the scariest horror movies I've ever seen. And 
even though in my head I'm like, I know it's him, he's playing a joke, he wouldn't answer his name. And there's a bit of The Conjuring movie, if you've seen it, and one of the little spirit child um, claps twice. And whilst I was standing in the lounge room, scared in the dark, my ex decided to clap. And I just <laughs> and I just went down into fetal position. <laughs> and when he turned the lights back on, I was just laying on the ground in the lounge room. And he's like, is that how you react to danger? <laughs> and I was like, yes, that's, that's what I chose to do. No regrets. That's <laughs> what I did. And even when I watched The Conjuring 2... I think we went to the cinema to see it, Jed. Did we? No, no, we definitely didn't. I remember now. Who did we um, see The with? Conjuring 2 came out. I was so disappointed. It came out when I got my tonsils out. And by the time I had recovered, it was not in cinemas anymore. So it came out, I think, a week before I got them out, but I didn't get the chance to go see it. And then it took me so long to recover from my tonsils, I never got to go see it. In the cinemas. So I watched it I alone at home in the dark in my bedroom. Who did I go and see it with? I'm trying to think. The Conjuring 2 with The Nun. There was so much speculation. What year did it come out, Jetty? Was it 2016? Would have been 20. Was it that? Wait, uh, I thought it would have been 2016. Before that. Yeah. 2016, so I would have been 23. Yep. <laughs> what was I doing? <laughs> Who did I go see? I think we were originally planning to go see it together, but I got my tonsils out. I definitely saw it at the cinema. Yeah, I didn't see it at the cinema. Maybe it was a date. Hmm. <laughs> Who knows? That's probably the best time to actually, when a good horror movie comes out, is just get on Tinder <laughs> and just be like, who will take me? Because <laughs> I remember um, 2016, I'd changed schools and like this friend that I was with who actually watched horror movies, we'd sort of just grown apart. So then I didn't really have anyone to go watch horror movies with. And by then you were in Melbourne, so we it had to be really planned to go see it together. So I never actually got to go see it in the movies. <laughs> In the cinemas. I don't remember. Like, so it clearly wasn't that memorable, Jed. Well, I remember it clearly. I remember <laughs> watching it clearly, so. I have no idea. But what I think is really good is around The Conjurings, there is just so much hype. I think that if you're a horror movie fan, you like them. If you just want to go and be scared, you like them. The hype around the Conjuring movies is insane. Are we still getting a number we three? We are getting a number three this year, although with the circumstances of the world, it could be pushed back. I'm not certain, but it definitely, we're definitely getting another one. I'm just not sure if it will be 2020 anymore or pushed back is it the werewolf uh i believe it's called the devil made me do it (gasps) is it gonna be that one i believe so (laughs) that's what i was hoping for because everyone's saying it's between the devil made me do it 
case or the werewolf case. But the werewolf case, I think, could be down to, you know, those drugs that make you super strong and insane. Do you remember when that was like a thing? Like, I don't remember. Me and Jed are not drug <laughs> <laughs> Knowledgeable I think Sophie people. could be talking about pre-workouts, but I'm not sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's a particular drug out there, and when you take it, you can, like, fight off four police people because your body is just running on... Is it crack cocaine? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. But the devil made me do it case is so good and that's something that I found good about The Conjuring 2 was the real story and I knew about the real story and had looked up the real story on YouTube and listened to the real life accounts whereas The Conjuring 1 I'd never heard of that story although if one more person tags me in the Conjuring House is being streamed 24-7 oh my on Facebook. Goodness. I think I've been tagged 28 <coughs> I've times. I've been tagged a lot as well. That I'm, <laughs> I'm about to just post on my page. Like, thanks, everyone, <laughs> for, <laughs> for letting me know. I'm not sure if you saw my, all my other tags, but <laughs> thanks, everyone, for <laughs> letting me know. But I already know about that, but appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I think the whole thing with the Conjuring movies is that it's sort of like it's nowhere near the same level, but it sort of is like what Marvel is, but like the Marvel version of horror where when yeah, a new one's coming out, you're right. All every horror fan is so excited for it, and they all link is up. Is James Wan directing it? I'm not too sure on the details. I believe he is. I hope he is. I hope so. <laughs> Because all the little um, conjuring, I think he's going to be a producer. I don't know about directing, but all the other little tangents of the conjuring, such as Annabelle, Annabelle returns, Annabelle, whatever it is, I can't even remember. Annabelle awakening uh, comes home. <laughs> they are all so terrible. Yeah, look, there was one Annabelle that was okay. Is it Annabelle? I didn't mind creation, although. A- Apparently, creation has nothing to do with the actual real story. Annabelle creation was okay. I do remember going that and thinking, oh, that was all right. The first Annabelle one to come out after The Conjuring, was it just called Annabelle? Yes. That was horrifically bad. Well, yeah, they were all pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) But that one was horrifically bad. And I thought, why are we even doing this? And The Conjuring's... Um, when they came out, the families and Ed and Lorraine Warren were a part of it. Yes. The real people weren't a part of the Annabelle tangents. Was there any other tangents from The Conjurings besides Annabelle? The Nun. Obviously, The Nun. Oh, uh, The gosh. Curse of the Weeping Woman, which money. I've never actually seen because I've heard it so I've bad. Never even, I've never even heard of that. In The Conjuring 2, they touch on Amityville, but Amityville was before The Conjuring, so that doesn't really... That's not a tangent. Is it just Annabelle and the nun? And I just think that everyone just goes wild about this nun. I have some good things to say... Sorry. About the the actual character of the nun, but not about the nun movie. 
So I think that brings us into the first point of both conjurings open with a different story that it's not going to be. So conjuring one opens with Annabelle. Yes. The thing that I love most about Annabelle is when you look up the actual Annabelle. And it's just a plush toy, not scary at all. (laughs) It's just a plush, like, raggedy (laughs) Anne doll. And I get why in horror movies we obviously emphasize and go over the top with things to make them scary. Yeah, it has to look scary. But I honestly think... It's so scary that it's just a little Peggy and raggedy It would have been interesting to see (laughs) how they could make that scary in an actual movie. I don't think they could have... Yeah. Well, James Wan is very talented. I don't think he could have pulled off a plush toy. I don't know how (laughs) you would have done that unless the plush toy, like, had dried blood tears or something under it. You would still need to do something so that everyone's like... (gasps) But can we talk about how great the fictional Annabelle looks? I think it just looks wonderful. So great. That is so yes. frightening. Have you seen that meme? Well, it's a p- photo on Facebook and a family dressed up. The mum went as the nun, the dad went as Ed Warren, and then the little girl went as Annabelle. I haven't seen that, but that is definitely my future like, family. Winning. <laughs> Winning Halloween a hundred percent. The little girl was just so happy. She's got to wear a cute little dress and makeup. Yeah. She doesn't really know no. what it is. <laughs> and yeah, that Annabelle is so scary. I've seen another movie. I can't remember what it's called, but it is based on Robert the Doll. Do you know what I'm talking about? And they're in this mansion and it's a little boy and he has a little doll. Not off the top of my head. It sort of sounds familiar. And it's based on that possessed doll. And that one they use the doll that actually it looks like and they didn't make it scarier and it's scary. They did a good okay. job of that. I cannot remember what no, it's called. No, I don't know. I don't know what it's called. I just know the story it's based on. Maybe even someone like Jessica Alba is in it. Like someone famous is the mum. I'll have to look it up. I don't <laughs> know. We are so <laughs> bad at remembering the names. But remember episode one and I said something manner? Yes. Is Do you remember it? I figured it out. So I was thinking it started with an M because I was thinking of, you know, that horror house in yeah, America? Yeah, M- McKamey Manor McCam- or whatever it's called, yeah. Yes. <clears throat> so I was thinking of that as to why I thought it was M. The movie that I saw, which was one of the first ever horrors, potentially the first ever horror I watched was called Cold Creek Manor. I've never heard of that. <laughs> I literally searched on Google horror movies with manner in the title and I found it and I was like this is it why did I think it started with an M and I was talking to one of my friends and they were saying about like have you ever done one of those haunted houses and I said oh I've done one in Malaysia but it's not like McCamey matter these people can't actually shave your head or attack which I think is good I think that's reasonable (laughs) 
<laughs> Although before I went into this horror house in Malaysia, I honestly thought I might back out when they were giving you the warning. Do you have a heart problem? Are you pregnant? Are you okay in the dark? This simulation runs for 45 minutes to an hour. Once you are in, you cannot get out. You must always move forward. Well, I mean, that's what's sort of <laughs> appealing for some people, though, because the same thing happens with movies like The Conjuring. In some cinemas, they do put up signs like, don't watch this unless you're absolutely sure. I think they just do that to sort of build it up a bit more. True. I was so <laughs> frightened in this horror house. We literally made friends with boys in the line. Because I was like, oh, I'll feel better because it was three of us girls if we go in with a group of like six of us. And so we were like talking to these guys behind us like, oh, we'll all go in as a group. Just pretending to like them so they'd go in with <laughs> of us. Course. When we got in there, they were no freaking use. They were behind us. And that happens. They were not helpful. <laughs> but yes, we can go back all to right. the country now. <laughs> So The Conjuring starts off with Annabelle. It's the two girls in their apartment and they get the notes that say, miss me. Yes. I did like um, Ed's quote of demonic spirits do not possess things. They possess people. So the whole idea behind that line was when we're going into the real story of The Conjuring when we go to the house. I think that's something too important important that we put in our heads of demonic spirits may use something as a vessel. I think also with the Annabelle intro, they were sort of planting the seed that they were going to do something with Annabelle. Yes. So they did the intro in a pretty smart way where they planted the seed and also they did explain how this will relate later on in the movie. Correct. And then Conjuring 2 started off with Amityville. Yes, it did. It started off with Amityville. Well, it did start off with Amityville, but it started off with Lorraine talking and she said that this case still haunts her to this day. And then it went to Amityville. Everyone's sitting around a table and Lorraine, they're there holding hands and Lorraine is having a vision and she's outside of her own body. So they're having a seance. Yeah, she's outside of her own body and then she looks in the mirror and she is the DeFeo killer. So she's seeing it from yes. his perspective. And I really like how she had the invisible shotgun in her hands. That was insane. That was good. She's such yes. a good actress. And I love Lorraine Warren. And when she did pass, I was so sad. Yeah. It, in my <laughs> real life. I think it was just a sad day for all horror fans or paranormal fans. That was a pretty sad day because... Ed's already gone, and then it's like they're com- that's completely yeah, over now. But I hope that they're together somewhere having a great yeah. time. And then after the intro, I think both the families in The Conjuring 1 and 2 were really similar. Lots of children, sort of a bit hard on luck. Yeah. Conjuring 2, obviously very hard on luck. Conjuring 1, we're in a shit house. Because we've had to yeah. go there. And we've, of course, got in The Conjuring 1, Sadie the dog, <laughs> who doesn't want to go of in. Of course. And I made a note. If you are moving to a house that you know is old and a bit creepy, just don't put wind chimes up. I don't even want to know. 
I don't even want to know if anything's brushing past some wind Yeah, that chimes. is true. I would definitely I... write that down. Sophie's tips for moving into your old house. <laughs> do not take wind chimes. You do not even want to know. When I have kids, I'm going to be like, guys, no, we can't do that. You can't put the, your wind chimes up you made at school. What if we have a demon? <laughs> I'll be like, who is Also, who plays? <laughs> so they move into the new house. The dog refuses to come yeah. inside. Who the hell plays yeah. hide and clap? Isn't that just dangerous in a normal house anyway? <laughs> I think the mum did say girls. You don't yeah. know the house you she got did, to but <laughs> that just baffles me how <laughs> they made up this game where someone walked around blindfolded. <laughs> I know. That's insane. I did mention as well, I don't know whether that is a part of the real story that they used to play No, surely it's not true. So it's just... But I did think it was a good intro into finding the hidden basement. Yeah, it was where they um, accidentally break the wall. So they had to have something where they're not deliberately breaking the wall. Yeah, and finding the hidden basement. I guess that does, that is similar to the conjuring into Amityville in that way of there's a hidden basement. But that scene where they were using matches for light was fucking phenomenal. <laughs> that was so scary. <laughs> Using matches for light. Yeah, it's a it's Ugh. a really good really good Ugh. shot. It just gets you really But it's also up. good that he went down there with the matches but nothing really happened. My favorite thing is a false scare. Nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> nothing happened. Yeah. And we will talk about it a bit later but it did then set up for then a scarier scare. Yeah. Later in the movie. That's what was so good about this movie where it sort of got me back James into horror. James Wan. James Wan yeah. sets us up. He sets us up, gives us a false sense of security for an even scarier scare later Yeah, in the it's movie. not nothing happening for 10 seconds and then something jumps out. Just nothing happened and then they moved on. And that's why he's so good at horror he will go down in history books for that style yep. of oh no 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 guys not yet happening yes but now and now we're so scared <laughs> so then it moves on the dog won't stop barking at night one thing that i did think when watching it and taking notes that i didn't take so much in of the first time I, well first few times i watched it was they do start really quick as well to being haunted. Yeah, a lot of stuff does happen early on. Yes, so we have already the clocks are stuck at 3... 3.07, yep. Every clock is... 3.07? Stuck at 3.07. She's already starting to get bruises. Yeah, so they wake up in the morning, the mum has bruises and the house is just like freezing cold sort of to where it shouldn't even be that cold in the morning. So they... Sort of a setting that up as well, where it is a cold morning, but it should definitely not be that cold in the house. And I guess I might have been a little bit harsh on Amityville of them starting really quick. And I don't know why The Conjuring is so much better at well, it. Well, I just think it's... Of being able to start it's quick. how it's done. Because the... We're not going to touch on it too much anymore, because we already did a whole episode on it. But the Amityville <laughs> intro was pretty good, but just... They missed the mark on a lot of things that could have definitely been better. Whereas The Conjuring was just 
phenomenal, really. They just hit every mark. I'm excited to do an, another movie that we're not, we don't like. We've just done two in a row of just phenomenal yeah. films. We jump really into day two and the dog has yeah, already the died. the dog is found dead. Hang on a second. I just need to get a tissue and a blanket. Okay. It's so cold. Right. Okay, I'm back and much <laughs> okay. warmer. Yep, so the dog has died pretty early on in this movie. So early. And one thing I did like about The Conjuring 1 and 2 was I did like that we didn't just skim over Ed and Lorraine of, hey, here are these demonologists. We did get a glimpse into their life. Oh, definitely. We got a huge glimpse into their life. And we'd almost cut back and forward between their life. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And them helping... The families, and I wish that somebody did a podcast just about <laughs> them and their story. <laughs> so, if anyone would like to start that, I will listen. <laughs> I'm not sure what you can call it, but I would love it and potentially even getting their daughter on to talk because they are just such interesting people who had such interesting lives. They would just... So cute and lovely. Yeah. And we've got, once again, this was something that I didn't like about The Conjuring was just they did really put in a lot of things like um, TV is staticky, one of the girls is sleepwalking, but somehow they pulled it off. They used very normal... Yeah, Common uses. Overused horror movie themes, but somehow the sleepwalking merged perfectly and banging the head on the cupboard. And it was just so scary. Yeah. It was. They used a lot of stuff that you could say, oh, I've seen it before, but they just pulled it off so well. They have pulled everything off so well. That it's insane. Yeah. So the dog is dead. (laughs) Clocks are stuck at 3.07. And in The Conjuring 2, it sort of is a bit slower paced where we're still learning about the family for a little bit. They're struggling with rent. Their dad has left. Uh, One of the kids has a stutter. Um, And you sort of get a glimpse into their struggles. So their washing machine breaks. And then in both movies right about now, we cut to Ed and Lorraine and what they're up to. Can I just say the casting of Ed and Lorraine was... I just did the Italian... (laughs) Yes. Perfection kiss. (laughs) They are just so believable. I think it also did help that they spent a lot of time with the actual Lorraine Warren. Did they? Yeah, they spent a lot of time with her, learning about uh, what she was like and what Ed was like, so that would have helped them play the roles. Oh, definitely. That's why they do it so well. It's so... Like, I don't even know Ed and Lorraine Warren, obviously, and I felt like I knew them from this film. Yeah, so they did spend them. a bit of time with Lorraine Warren. She had a bit of um, input into The Conjuring. And exactly how it played out and all that. So that would have helped. 
spending time with the actual people that they're playing. <laughs> Definitely. I did like about The Conjuring 1 and The Conjuring 2 was I did like the little, not timestamps, but, you know, where we are, what year it is to really set it up in The Conjuring 2 when it comes up with Enfield, England. Yeah, and it sort of, it sort of shows what yeah. England was like in that time. And I do remember going into The Conjuring 2 thinking, oh, it's about this nun, I've never heard of it. And then when it said Enfield, England, I was like, oh my God, is this the Enfield poltergeist? And I remember being excited that I had, you know, obviously looked up this story before. I'm in no way a expert on it, but I had looked up the real um, clips on YouTube and I was very excited when I saw that flash up and maybe that's what they're going to do with The Conjuring 3 that it's all speculation and no one actually knows which story they're doing because if you went into The Conjuring 2 you'd be like oh it's Amityville yeah if you went into The Conjuring 1 you'd be like it's Annabelle so it could be anything yeah it could be I think it's most likely the devil made me do it that's the that's the top pick so far it seems like it is going to be that but we don't know. We probably would know by now if the world hadn't turned to shit and they could actually yes. do some promotion, <laughs> but yeah. That would be great. Another note I made about The Conjuring 2 was how many times have you seen The Conjuring 2? I've watched it, I think, four times. More times than I've watched yeah, The Conjuring only, 1. <laughs> this was only my second time watching The Conjuring 2, but I have watched The Conjuring 1 a few times, but I do think The Conjuring, to me, is scarier than The Babadook because James Wan somehow scares me and jumps those things out when you know they're coming and you still don't know when they're coming. Well, yeah, he's just... <laughs> like, he did Saw. He is just phenomenal, yeah. really. I do remember in The Conjuring 1 thinking, oh, remember when the um, scary... Is it... I don't even know if it's Bathsheba or it's something else on top of the cupboard and it jumps down. Oh, yeah, the uh, the woman. That The woman. The visual I, of that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> so scary. And I always get to that scene and I'm like, right, remember she's on the cupboard... And she jumps down and still, this is probably, yeah, my fourth or fifth time watching The Conjuring 1 and I still went, ah! I didn't, like, (laughs) jump because I'm not like you where if I know, I've already seen it, I know it is coming, but just the look of her, the the way that they made all of these things look, like Annabelle, the nun, that woman, yeah, they just look scary. Frightening. The lighting... Of the whole Conjuring movies as well is The atmosphere is great. It's always, always a little bit dark and moody. At night time, you are literally watching it as if you were laying in bed and looking around your room that you can see little things. You're like, oh, well, there's the cupboard. There's the door. And when she's in bed and she's like, he's right behind you. And you're like looking like, (laughs) where? Yeah. I can't see it. They're almost showing off in the Conjuring movies where they use a lot of these 
common things like jump scares and the doll and everything like that, all these common things, they're almost saying, like, you can still use these common things and make a great movie. Just a lot of horror movies are still shit and they do all this stuff. (laughs) True. They're flexing. James Wan is basically like, yeah, I'll use all of this commonly used stuff, but I'll make it good. Now, in The Conjuring 1, we have the classic, we've got an imaginary friend, Rory. Yes. In The Conjuring 2, we've got no friends. (laughs) Yeah, in The Conjuring 2, it seems like the kids are a bit closer together in terms of... Supporting each other. Even in one of the first scenes of The Conjuring 2. Oh my god, the crooked man is so fucked. Once again, the visual <laughs> of what he actually looked like. It's, ah! it's great. <laughs> but once again, James Wan set us up that she just sings this song to her little brother who's got a stutter. And singing helps people with a stutter because they're focusing on the rhythm. So that set us up for such a fucking scare later on in the movie, but at the time I didn't even think anything of it. Well, here's the thing. Because I'm such a horror fan and was pretty much raised on horror by you, (laughs) I had no idea The Crooked Man was a proper nursery rhyme. I always thought The Crooked Man was a horror monster. I didn't know that (laughs) until this movie, The Crooked Man was an actual song people sing. It's... Oh, you thought it was like, you know... One, yeah, two, I thought the Crooked Man was just like you. this horror figure because I've all that I had seen up until this point was the Crooked Man as a horror. In yeah, I didn't know that kids actually were introduced to that as a positive thing. He's a crooked man, lives in a crooked house. It oh. sounds so bad. It sounds <laughs> so creepy. And doesn't even say like he's got a crooked dog yeah. or something. <laughs> oh. So that was... So good. I like funny. how the Billy with the stutter, they sing that song to help his stutter. And he's almost trained to like a dog where they give him biscuits when he doesn't stutter. True, I didn't even <laughs> think of that. <laughs> he loves his biscuits and if he doesn't stutter during the song, they give him a biscuit. The One of the similarities between number one and number two was um, a lot of activity happens to one child in bed so the first thing that happens to one of the kids in conjuring one is obviously grabbed on the leg she's like don't yeah and then she obviously gets dragged out of her bed in the conjuring two something similar happens yeah in the conjuring two in the conjuring two the girl is sleepwalking and she ends up not the best idea tying herself to the bed so she doesn't sleepwalk anymore (laughs) So we've got a sleepwalker in number one and number two. Yeah, it's a pretty, yeah. once again, commonly used, easy idea to think of, but just done very well. <laughs> we have girls in both stories around the same sort of age. Things are happening to them. I think in The Conjuring 2, though, it's more of a pressure on her in the bed, and then obviously we, we see the images of her levitating. Yeah, More poltergeist. Whereas in The Conjuring 1, it's more things happening to the child and more scary. In The Conjuring 1. Rather than, I think in The Conjuring 1, like I said before, when it's like, 
it's standing right behind you. She's looking under the bed. Yeah. You know, all those sort of things. One thing I did love about The Conjuring 1 was the flashback of when the Warrens are debunking hauntings. Do you remember that bit? Uh, so when they would go and do some visits, they would be like, well, no, it's this pipe sounds like yeah, a bank. They, um, sounds like they this. visited this couple and said, your house definitely isn't haunted. Is that what you're referring to? It was something yeah, with the so pipes. I loved that, that's right. So I liked that it wasn't just, oh, the Warrens go out and make everyone think that they're haunted. Yeah, that's... um. That's good because it sort of, even though they did do this in real life, for the movie, it sort of sets it up that this house is haunted because the Warrens aren't trying to make it believe like it's haunted just for their own gain. Yeah, they want it to not be haunted. What I did find weird was when the pictures all smashed down the stairs and no one woke up. Oh, down in down the staircase, <laughs> and all the pictures smashed, and no one woke up. Yeah, I had that written down, but I didn't have um, uh, that. No one woke up. That is an interesting point. Isn't everyone already <laughs> on edge in this freaking house? And a freaking every single photo falls to the ground, smashes loudly, and everyone's just in a deep sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the mum. Yeah. So. We are, like, jumping back and forth a little bit. But I also liked when they were playing hide and clap. The mum is playing hide and clap with the youngest kid. And the mum is blindfolded and she's going towards the wardrobe. Yes. And then the wardrobe opens up behind her and a pair of hands just comes out and claps. Okay. I have something to say about this these hands that come out and clap. I remember every single time I have watched two little hands come out Mm. and clap. In a version I watched, no hands came out. The cupboard opened and you just heard the clap. I rewound it. Wait, what are you talking about? In a version I watched, there was no What do you hands. mean a version you watched? Did you get your hands on the version with no special effects? <laughs> no, well, it had all other special effects. I watched it um, and this version, this is me. Did I think in my head, Mandela effect, there was two little hands? There was definitely hands. I rewound and it. And there was no hands. And there was no hands. And even weren't the little hands like grey? Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't me Mandela affecting something has happened to the yeah, version I watched. Yeah, where it must have just skipped and there or something. Was no little hands. No, they were definitely hands. Was just a clap. I'm a big fan of the Mandela effect, but there was definitely hands. Okay, there was yes. two little grey hands. <laughs> okay, great. Because I have definitely thought I have seen two little hands. Little grey hands? Yes, you definitely Where the frig are my little grey hands? So the kids in The Conjuring 2 don't really have a game like hide and clap. The emphasis is sort of on uh, the kid Billy with the stutter and his tent in the hallway. They kind of have that instead of hide and clap, I believe, because the tent in the hallway is a bit scary. You don't really know... (sighs) What's in there? 
sick. Yeah. So both Conjuring 1 and 2 have basements where there is a lot of activity. In the Conjuring 1, next up I have when the mum fell down into the basement and the ball gets thrown. Light glow bursts, mum lights a match, and you hear Rory say, want to play hide and clap. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) So you literally... So that's when it's set up again. James Wan has set us up that, oh, you light matches down into the basement. Nothing happens. We're just looking around. I was expecting at that point we would just flash past some sort of shadow. But the little voice saying, want to play hide and clap and blowing out the match. Oh! So much better. My God. It just... I think that they would have been sitting there being like, yeah, so she'll light a match and, you know, there'll be like a little face or... Yeah, and she just hears the hands clap behind her. It's... (laughs) It is just so... Who thinks of these things? Yeah, it is great. James Wan. Because that... I want to (laughs) vomit thinking about it. It is such a good scare. Me and my friend were actually talking the other day about horror movies because one of her friend's daughters, um, who is 10, watched Terrifier. Not the best idea. And I literally wrote back, I literally wrote back, that is unfortunately bad parenting. That is not okay. And wrote a list to her of... Horror movies I would let my child watch. At 10 years old. It's probably mostly would, goosebumps at that stage, I reckon. <laughs> not even 10. I said I would let my child watch scary movies at 14. Yeah, but and I would say to them, at a sleepover, you're watching these. If you want to watch them, you can. These are your options. If you are going to fuck it up and watch something else and get scared... I'm not having to do with Yeah, it. I think at 10 I years old, Goosebumps is probably the scariest. <laughs> 10 years old? You shouldn't even be watching anything scary. I was watching Goosebumps at about Ten. five. Oh, well, Goosebumps yeah. is a bit different. Goosebumps is okay. Other sort of little scary TV shows. Yeah, no, I don't... Terrifier is definitely not... Terrifier? I was scared at freaking 25. Yeah. And it's very highly sexualized themes, very highly gruesome scenes. In our intro, when I say, I could feel it, that was about Terrifier. Yeah. I think that my child at 14, I'd be like, you're allowed to watch Blair Witch. You're allowed to watch Saw. You're allowed to watch Amityville. But once you're 16, I would let you watch like The Conjuring and stuff. And then once you're 18, you can do what you want. Well, yeah, I think from about 14, 15 onwards, you can just obey obey the ratings. So if a movie is 15 plus. 14, you could watch yeah. It. It isn't like I can't sleep scary. Yeah. But 10, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. that's unfortunate. I was so scared in Terrifier. 
I don't even watch it. Want to watch it again for tea? <laughs> but we'll have to because yeah, it's so it. good. So we, this is Conjuring One versus Conjuring Two, basically. So sorry, <laughs> we did skip a little bit, but we're basically. I'm trying to say that Conjuring Two was better than Number One. Now we can jump into because we first meet the thing on top of the yeah cupboard, and we meet. In the Conjuring to Bill. Bill is great. So we, so we catch a glimpse on top of the cupboard of who I am assuming is Bathsheba. Yeah. I don't know whether that's a correct guess, but it doesn't really touch into was that actually her or not. Fucking scary. And then we've got Janet. Is it Janet? Janet is the one. Who gets possessed. That's in The Conjuring 2. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then in The Conjuring 2, Janet is home from school sick and we get a first glimpse of That Bill. home from sick, that oh. day where she's by herself is just fantastic. Um, where she definitely <laughs> had the remote next to her and goes to grab yeah. it just without even looking because she knows it's there. And then it's not and it's in the armchair. It's so clever. It is. <laughs> And when she's next to the TV and... What does he say? Um, Something like my house? Yeah, there's a lot of references. Um, uh, Jeanette, when she's sleepwalking, her first time she gets up and just yells at the sister, this is my house, get out. So it's a yes. lot of Bill saying, this is my house. My house. And Bill, the character, when we get that glimpse, which... In the grand scheme of things, was two seconds yeah. is frightening. I was sitting here watching it by myself, and I'm like, I don't remember this <laughs> at all. That was scary. This is when Sophie realised that The Conjuring Two was actually better than Number One. No, oh. I don't agree. I do think that the fact that I wrote a shopping list in my notes for The Conjuring Two <laughs> proves that. So I think that both. Conjurings run on a similar storyline of okay now we're starting yeah they to sort of follow the same format we get a glimpse into what the families actually like what their struggles are and then we start get a glimpse of the actual yeah. monster now we said that Jed every episode you would do an impression but they don't really say no I, I can't unless you want to do <laughs> I my can't house. do it. <laughs> Unless you want to do my house. No, I don't think I can do Bill. This is my house. Well, that's house. that's a good one. <laughs> I really like, we'll probably get into it probably a bit soon, how the twist with Bill at the end. We'll talk about that in detail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I actually really loved that. Now, Lorraine and Ed decide they're going to come to the Conjuring oh, house. Oh, this is brilliant. I need it. Talk about it once you finish. <laughs> okay. So the mum is effed. She's starting yeah. to get the bruises. Starting to be like, oh, I wonder what's happening. Says to Lorraine, don't you have a family or a child or whatever? Wouldn't you do everything? And that does, I think, give us a little bit of another glimpse into Lorraine. And she does want to help even though every time she goes it's taking a little piece of her 
And yeah, that's hard. the whole idea. Even in The Conjuring Two, where she didn't want to go because she's already it's already taken so much out of her all of this stuff. Yeah. Yes. Now, when Lorraine comes, all the little glimpses we start seeing in Lorraine's head, perfection. So when she's down in the cellar, she says something awful happened here. She plays the music box with April, the little girl, and she sees Rory. We see the hanging behind The music box with Rory in the background. That is one of my favorite. Just so well done. Sick. Because Sick. it spins around and then he's gone again. Yeah. Yes. James Wan, because what I was expecting in the music box was, yeah. bam. But it's... Here's the yeah, thing that's so it's scary. It's not that. But we literally just scan past Rory's face, scan back, yeah. he's not there. That to me is scary because you're like, ah! Where did he go? Yeah. So what I wanted to say about Ed and Lorraine going to the house, when they're outside at the tree and Lorraine sees the feet next to Ed's head. The feet behind Ed. Yeah. Oh, that is insane. And then that's when they decide the house, the whole house needs an exorcism. So well played. Yeah. The fact that we can jump between different people's perspectives and point of views and visions and see Lorraine doing this is just... Yeah, and she explains that she, she's seen she's been seeing a dark entity the whole time and that there are a lot of spirits yes. in this house, but this particular one is so bad. This one. And then we have the Warrens um, are looking into it that there were the witch trials and the mother killed um, the baby, killed the baby and cursed the land and hung herself yes. from the tree, which explains the feet. I think that um, in the Conjuring Two as well, the Warrens looked into that there was yeah. a Bill who used to live there, so they aren't just being there and relying on whatever Lorraine says as visions, because a lot of people wouldn't believe that they are going in and being like things happened here. Yeah. He did die in that also, chair. He did die yeah. by this Also way. another small point I liked is when Ed goes to listen back to the voice recording of him and the mother in the Conjuring one the mother's voice didn't record. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every little bit is just so well Thought out. Yeah, and then the recording starts playing again and there's just screaming. It's just so well done. Yes. And when we start the investigation into The Conjuring 1, that scene that was used in the... I remember the trailer of Ed in the little salad doorway and the door slamming. That bit to me is just so... Real, it looks so. Yeah, well, that's. It looks like it come from a documentary. Yeah, it all looks just fantastic. And one of my favorite bits from horror movies ever. This is one of my favorite horror movie parts ever. Was when Lorraine was doing the washing. 
obviously oh, the weather takes yes. a turn yeah. and the sheet the sheet flies and sticks to nothing yeah, and then goes in up the to shape the window. Of a person ah! and then flies off. Yeah. Ah! I've got goosebumps. <laughs> Thinking about that, that was just that. Yeah, and there's someone in the window upstairs. Of sticking to something and then going up to the window. Yeah. And then, <laughs> Chloe, that was very frightening. We're talking about something really scary and then Jed's door just She can't opened. hear. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hello, Chloe. <laughs> you got a new fan. Okay, so we get into the washing, the scariest bit in horror when the sheet sticks to yeah. nothing. The sheet then flies up, hits the window, and we have the mum possessed, similar to Babadook when the possession goes in through her mouth. In The Conjuring 2, we don't really see that possession happen. Yeah. We just know it happens. Yeah, we know that it definitely has happened. Do you want to touch into the Conjuring 2 and how the possession is starting and what it's like? Uh, how Bill is possessing Jeanette. Uh, I think it's pretty much just started from the start, really. At night. Uh, yeah, so how the possession started is, I believe, the it's from the girls are playing with a Ouija board that they made at school. Which is not mm-hmm. the best idea. I guess they didn't know that they were in a horror movie, though. And because they're, um, the little girl's dealing with her dad leaving, she wants answers, and she thinks she might get some from the spirit yeah. board. But it's never a good idea to play with a Ouija board. Just don't yeah. do it, guys. Just don't do it. So um, that's basically how it starts, really. And then um, Jeanette is having... Night terrors, she sits up and is staring at the corner, arguing with no one that is there. So, um, she's sort of, it's just herself, so she's going in and out of voices. So her voice will say, uh, something like, stop scaring me, and then Bill's voice coming out of her mouth will say, this is my house, and then she says back, no, it's not. So that's how you get the glimpse of that he is inside her, but she's really trying to fight it. Whereas in The Conjuring 1, the mum is slowly turning into being possessed full time. It's not the change. Yeah, to them where it's just full. Between, we do have in both horror movies, we have the police. Oh, the police in The Conjuring 2. I love that. An interesting fact that I thought I'd throw in was the police in The Conjuring 2... So that actual story, the police did file a report. Of when the yeah the chair, chair moved and everything, yeah. And later on they, what is it called when you like recant? Yeah. Yep. You take it back. Yeah. So they filed a report saying this happened. Then they recanted the report and said no. Yeah, because nobody else believed the family. So the police <laughs> weren't going to say, well, we do. Because they want the people on their side. So that's basically how the Bill thing started. I think that the Bill possession was pretty good. I thought it was good as well. The police in both films, I think, played an important role of we needed a sceptic in The Conjuring 1. He provided that relief. The acting of the police, the sceptic, wasn't amazing, but I think maybe he was meant to be a bit of a dick. Yeah. I think that's exactly right. 
I, I don't know in The Conjuring 1 whether that actually happened, whether there was a police officer or not. But I think that we did actually need the skeptic. We had another glimpse into the sixth sense of rushing at him with wrists. Wrists? Wrists? How do you say wrists? <laughs> wrists. Yep. With your wrist. With both wrists. Yes. <laughs> there we Slit. go. Yep. <laughs> and that was very sixth sense of them. Yeah. And I think we did have that as well in Amityville. We had some lower arms s- slit. <laughs> I can't say wrists. Oh, my Lord. Yes. Yep. Wrists. <laughs> in The Conjuring 2, it's more poltergeist. Yeah, in The Conjuring 2, you don't really see it as much. The Conjuring 1 is more like, here are all the spirits. You're yeah. going to see them. Conjuring 2... Here are... Well, yeah, the actual case was called the Enfield Poltergeist, so they were sort of trying to make it like that, I think. Um, I'm not sure where we're up to. We keep jumping back and forth. (laughs) But when the people are staying at the neighbours, when the family is staying at the neighbours' house in The Conjuring 2 Mm -hmm. and the crooked man is there, I think that's just great. Uh, (laughs) No. Yeah. It's not great. It's so <laughs> gross. Um, and then where are we up to? In The Conjuring 1, we're down to um, Follow Me, This Is Where I Hide. So Rory is showing Cindy. Oh, behind the cupboard. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Cindy is missing. Um, Lorraine crawls into the hiding space. There's toys. There is the rope. Yeah, the, the length of rope. Lorraine falls. She's in the basement and alone, just with her yeah. torch. And then I said, "Ah, don't put on the music box <laughs> in the basement." Who said that would be a good idea? Well, I think she that the music box is the what the spirit is harnessed mm. to, really. So Lorraine, the yeah, sort of just did that to try and get it out. And then we see the mum. Like the older mum who died and she said, she made me do yeah. it. Yeah, And then we see the hanging feet um, above where Lorraine is hiding and we have the realisation that the spirit is feeding off the yeah. mum. Do you want to go into, in the um, Conjuring 2, when shit starts going really real? Because I think that this is when shit starts going real in The Conjuring 1. So when did you think shit started getting real in The Conjuring 2? I thought it started getting real once the police had come over, sort of around that time. I thought it started getting real when they sort of were beginning to realise no one believes them. That's when shit started really hitting the fan. When Lorraine started having visions of Ed dying. Oh, yeah, that was so sad. That was so sad. In real life, was Ed actually painting things? Yeah, in real life, Ed loved to paint, but I'm not exactly sure if he had painted the nun or not in real life. Do you want to um, go into your notes on the nun, what you thought of that character? 
The Nun. Because that's now started to be, yeah. Every time I see The Nun, even like on Google Images or anything, <laughs> I can't look at it. It is so scary. <laughs> when I was researching facts about this, I literally like had to cover my hand over the screen and where they put pictures of The Nun. It is that good and that believable. The Nun in the hallway. Oh, my God. <laughs> when she's just staring there. Oh, it is just, it gives me the chills. The bit of the film where the nun picks up the photo and has that over her face as she's walking towards the rain. Oh my, yes. Where there's like the, the oh shadow of the nun on the wall, it walks towards the photo and then she picks up the photo and picks runs at her with it. Oh. The music turns on by itself. Everything <laughs> just goes so right. <laughs> oh. It's all just... So good. Another note I made was, remember that YouTube clip that w- went viral after The Conjuring 2 and they had the bathroom of those people who got to go watch it in the abandoned warehouse and the guy threw the water bottle? Oh, yeah, when someone dressed up as the nun and would start <laughs> walking towards them and the guy threw the water bottle at her head. That and was the guy <laughs> If you have not seen that, just search Conjuring 2 prank water bottle <laughs> and it will come up. It is so... Hysterical. So hysterical. What I liked about The Conjuring 2 as well was that... What I liked about The Conjuring 2 (laughs) as well was that uh, Ed and Lorraine didn't really want to go unless it was absolutely necessary. Because Lorraine had just taken so much of a strain of doing all this stuff. But then they just found that they've got to go. Ed didn't want her to go. Ed didn't want her to go. But Lorraine... Because was going. She was going. She's got a daughter. She can't not yeah. help. One thing about the Conjuring one that I loved was that that spirit was so fucked and dark that the spirit started putting Judy, Ed and Lorraine's daughter, into visions of her drowning in the lake. Oh yeah, where Judy started yeah. having the visions as yeah. well. Yeah, that was that was a good. That was clever. In real life, Judy has come out and said that she was so scared of the Annabelle doll and she'd dream about it. I didn't know that. And she'd... And that was the thing that was the scariest in her mum and dad's house was thinking about Annabelle. Hmm. And so that to me, maybe they incorporated that in because maybe that is a dream that Judy has had, that she dreamt that Annabelle was sitting in the rocking chair with her nana. While her mum and dad were away. Oh, yeah. And in the scene in the movie, the rocking chair came flying at them. Oh, my God. It's just yeah. so good. I don't think that Judy played a part in The Conjuring 2 because they were in, in the UK. Yeah, it wasn't Not wasn't in, going to be as much. Like, they weren't going home at night. Yeah, it wasn't as useful. Well, because we're jumping between the two, we're... Getting more and more towards the end pretty quickly um, of, like, the final moments. Yes. So, The Conjuring 1, I love that they've gone to a hotel. Ed and Lorraine, though, say, yeah. it doesn't matter what you do now. Spirits don't... Once again, spirits don't attach to things. They attach to people. Yeah. That demon is well and truly in the mum. When the dad gets back to the hotel, hotel where they're all staying they say that mum just left with christine and april the two young yeah she's taken off with the two kids taken them back to the house 
that just gives me chills that the two little girls are in the car with the mum and she's taking them back yeah to so the then house. that to me then is they scary. start this is pretty much the epic climax now where they're racing back towards the earth they have to get there in time everyone's trying to get back there I wrote that as well. I'm like, everyone is going back. Yeah, I think they sort of tried to make that sort of like an action movie, that moment of the film where mm. will they get there in time? We don't know. And, and then when they get there, um, shit hits the fan. I write on my notes a lot, shit hits the fan. <laughs> <laughs> I did love the effect of when they all get back to the house and they're trying to pull the mum out of the house. Yeah, and, it's, and it she just can't leave. leave. Um, I forget whether they actually said it. But I think Ed and Lorraine said, like, she can't leave anyway. It, if she, if you pull her out of this house, or you can at least see, if you pull her out of this house, she's going to die or something, like her skin is burning. Mm. I think that the um, Lorraine actually said they won't let her leave the house. Yeah, and then they cover her in a sheet and tie her to the chair, and this is when... Oh. When shit hits the fan. <laughs> yes. Well, when the mum literally hits the ceiling. Oh, it's just so good. When um, the priest isn't going to make it in time, so Ed just starts the exorcism. I think that's just so clever because they've sort of been giving away the idea the whole time that only a priest can perform an exorcism. But then it's gotten that bad where yes. Ed just has to do it there and then. The demon is just so strong. Um, birds are killing themselves. The mum, who we knew is pretty much gone. We're not even getting glimpses of her. Like in the Babadook, we got glimpses between the mum and this possession. Yeah. The mum, the possession. We're barely seeing the mum now. That scene when the chair lifts up and the laugh. Yeah. Oh, it's just so scary. And when Roger, the dad, says, let her go, and we get, she's already gone, and now you're all going to die. It's so good, isn't it? (laughs) I really like how when she started levitating, everything was just silent. And she just started floating. so... James Wan, the levitation could have been so Oh, yeah, for sure. You could have been like, oh, here we go. Chairs lifting. But the way that he did it was so good. I also like how when um, his name was Drew, a part of the crew, he yelled out, he'd found April under the house. And he's yelled out, April is under the house. And then the mum just races there. And then it's another race who will get to her first. Yells, um, she's under the kitchen. So he starts pulling up floorboards. Lorraine's running. Ed's and then running. they have the mum's They have the really her. meaningful moment where Lorraine starts saying to the mum, "This is your family. You need to fight it." And like there was a lot of yeah. emotional moments throughout the film as well, like where Lorraine had a lot of deep and meaningful conversations with the family, and it was yeah. to get towards the end. That reason was. So Lorraine can say at the end, you need to fight it. And the mum starts like crying and fighting and trying to fight it. And then she's finally yeah. back. So she spews up black, which we know in a lot of horror movies means 
that that's leaving. And when the little girl says, Mummy. Oh, yeah. Mummy. And she's finally back. That to me just is so good in the way of this little girl was just being chased by this demon. But at the end of the day. Yeah. It's her mum that fought the demon. Yeah. And then Jed's absolute most hated thing is we have a new day (laughs) in sunshine. (laughs) Yes, I hate... Well, I don't hate. I just love horror movies where you're left feeling like shit. I don't know why. When just everyone dies and it's just (laughs) the worst ending. But The Conjuring does prove that you can still have a good ending to horror movies. And... Everyone's all happier. The mum can walk out the door, see sunshine. The ending of when they take the music box back. To yeah, the and add it to the collection. The song's yeah. playing. Oh, that ending's really good. I really like as well how it. for both movies, they play the credits with photos of the people from the real cases. <gasps> yeah. Yes, I love that so so much. Yeah. I love that so much. That it's like the Warrens, the blah, blah, blah family. The, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 and so with the ending of The Conjuring 2, they had Ed and Lorraine are leaving and Lorraine is just saying, this doesn't feel right. Because the girl had yes. um, made everything look set up and then she revealed Bill made me look like I'm faking it so that Try everyone would yeah, so that everyone would leave and then they're on the train and the tapes oh. oh actually touching on something back then so you know how you can watch now the interviews of the Enfield poltergeist and watch the little girl do the yeah. voice have you I have it? watched it I have an opinion about this but let's hear yours first okay the one thing about I know that they did the water in the mouth scene. Yep, they did that. In real life. But it never worked. In the uh, movie... Oh, it didn't work at all. They said, turn... Yeah, turn your backs. It didn't work yeah. at all. Turn your backs and then it worked. Yep. In real life, they did all these tests and when they were looking at her or put something in her mouth, the voice never happened. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. My opinion about the real interviews is that it does sound very fake. That's my opinion. When she is doing the voice, Do you yeah, that's that's what I think anyway. It does sound very fake. I don't know. It sounds so scary, though, how she can do that yeah, voice. I just disagree. I'm still on the fence. I don't want to touch on the true stories because this podcast is about the movies. Touching on the true stories would be a whole different thing. But I do yeah. think the Enfield poltergeist could very well have been a hoax. And that okay. Yes. I thought that might upset you, but I feel like it. No, might have I been agree hoax. with that. I feel like that part just because of everything that was happening around that time. But as we do get to the end of the Conjuring yeah. Two, I love the tapes being dropped. Yeah, and they cross, they over. cross over. Ed has the idea to play them together, yeah, and that's when we find out that Bill. Claire- yeah, Bill isn't the real demon. He is being enslaved by the nun to do these things. Correct. Bill wants to leave. Bill wants to cross over, but he just can't. 
he can't cross over. He is saying, I think as well when he's like, this is my house, he was saying it to the nun. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, get out of my house. But it seemed like it was at the family. Yeah, but he's he's saying that to the nun. Yeah. That's what I think as well. Yeah. The final scene of The Conjuring 2, I think this is why I like The Conjuring 1 more. When Ed and Lorraine are in the room and they come face to face with the demon. Yeah. I do love Lorraine's speech. Yeah. The speech to the nun of, I know who you are. You yeah, I know me. your name. That means I, I have can, power over you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I condemn you yeah. back to hell. I think that's great. But I'm just not sold <laughs> on the whole ending. I think it was great that Lorraine has been having those visions and then she sees that Ed is about to be impaled on what she has been seeing in those visions. But do you think that... Walk me through the ending, like how the final scene of the Enfield pop... Well, The Conjuring 2. Yeah, when Ed is... When Ed saves Jeanette and uh, now Ed is about to fall out of the window and Lorraine condemns the nun back to hell, I know your name, I have power over you. Yes. Condemns it back to hell. Jeanette turns back to normal and then it's cut to the new day like they did in The Conjuring 1 when everything is well. I don't understand what you don't like about it just because it's pretty much... It's not exactly the same, but it's the same format as what they did. Do you think it was a bit over the top, maybe? The nun evaporating. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't have seen it. The exercising of the mum and Lorraine holding her head and saying, come back and visioning into her the day at the beach. It seems a bit more real. Yeah. Yeah, whereas it's like... I know your name. While the speech is great, it's like, Valak, I condemn you back to hell. Name of the sun, ghost and Holy Spirit. I don't know the speech, but it just wasn't great. (laughs) I think it was... That's what I... Yeah, I think it was great. It was less realistic, but I still think it was good. I, I don't really see how it was any less... less better than the... Conjuring 1's ending. The Conjuring 1 had a great ending. I think The Conjuring 2 had a great ending as well. Do you think, though, because you like that sort of ending and you're going into The Conjuring 2's being like, I don't know whether it's real, you are more into, okay, you can play this up? Because I didn't think it was real in the first place. That's probably a good point. I also think I might like The Conjuring 2 better than The Conjuring 1 just because I was so hyped from The Conjuring 1 where I thought they're just going to make this better anyway. I'll be honest about that. I think that has a huge part to play in it. Maybe if it wasn't The Conjuring number two, if it was just a separate film on its own, maybe I wouldn't like it as much as The Conjuring one. I will admit that. Maybe, though, because of our differences in horror genres and what we like, is although they're similar and made both made really, really yeah. well, I do like a... True story, spirit horror. Yeah, whereas I'm not really much interested into the true stories. I feel like true stories yeah. restrict a lot of things because they might try to follow it too much. <laughs> whereas someone's head can just be chopped off every once in a while. That's what I like to see. 
Okay, hit me with your facts. All right, so I've got facts about The Conjuring 1 and The Conjuring 2. We'll start with I'm so number excited. one. All right. <clears throat> so yeah. this is less... Well, it is a fact, but this is not as exciting, but this is what I noticed. The woman who plays Lorraine, Vera Farmiga, I thought she looks so familiar. She plays Kate, the mum in Orphan, and... Does yeah, she? And, but this is a lot better. I love this show. Mm. She also plays Norma Bates in Bates Motel. So she is just Does she? right for this role. She is all across yeah. horror. And she plays she? a great Norma Bates. It is so good. I've seen a few episodes of that when it first came out. I should probably watch it again because I think that I was enjoying that show. Yeah, I love just the whole development of Norman. Wow. But yeah, she's very fit for this role. Yes. All right, getting into this is really exciting. And I'll admit I didn't notice this at the time. I don't think you did either. So around the 44-minute mark of the film. Okay, wait. Let me try and guess. Don't I give don't it away. Of n- number yep. one. Okay, 44-minute mark. Yes, start. When it is and I'll try and guess explaining the, the stages of possession to the audience. Yes. I can't give any more yep. away. Am I meant to say the three things that he says? No, that's not important to this fact. You're going to be oh, blown away. Okay. Do you want me to say it? I'm just I can't hold it in for much longer. Yep. Okay. The real Lorraine Warren is in the crowd. She is in the movie. <gasps> Stop! Stop! No. Yeah. Stop! She, was actually, she actually had a cameo in the movie. She's in the front row of the audience Ed is explaining to. When they pan the camera over to the audience, Lorraine is in, oh. the, in the crowd. My God, that is so, that's so yeah. exciting. That's just as exciting as Stephen King's cameo in yeah. Chapter 2. Lorraine Warren was in the country. Oh, my God. And that makes me feel like as well when they were giving the speeches, she would have been able to be like, yeah, we did write this on the white, the blackboard. Yeah, so we, she did spend a fair bit of time this. with the cast, especially the two actors wow. that played Ed and Lorraine. So, yeah, she was in the movie. How yeah. exciting. Yay. And anyway, this is less exciting, but The Conjuring had actually been in the works by the producer, Tony DeRosa, for over 20 years, but he could just never get anyone wow. to actually do it. And then he finally got it off the ground, but they didn't agree on terms, so it just didn't go anywhere for about another six years. Yeah. And then after... After 14 years after that, they finally made the reality. So he'd been wanting it for a long time. I think it might have been a blessing in disguise because the special effects that they have these days just made it look so much so much better than it probably would have. That is insane. 20 years he's sat on yeah. that. And, and he never let go yeah, of like it. Like you said, it's come at the perfect, the perfect yeah. time. He still would have got royalties from Annabelle... Yeah. Annabelle creation, Annabelle this, the nun, rah, 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 He has, it came out at the perfect yeah. time. We needed a <laughs> oh, horror resurrection it made at that me, time. I was already a horror fan, but this really made me just want to watch every single horror movie ever. <laughs> wow. Yep. Next fact. Early on in the production, James Wan wanted to call the Conjuring films The Warren Files, followed by what it was. Yep. So it would have been called the Warren Files. 
Why did we do the conjuring? They just thought it sounded a bit better. (laughs) Better than the Warren Files. I do get that. I think if you named it the Warren Files, it almost sounds more like a forensic files tally series. Whereas this is a Whereas if you name it the conjuring. But the conjuring one yeah and the conjuring two that's not followed by anything is it it's just called the conjuring one the conjuring two it's not the conjuring two enfield poltergeist no it's not but his original no, idea was conjuring one conjuring two. Force, yeah and then my last fact for yep. the conjuring one i didn't want to get too into the paranormal activities that surrounded it just yep. because it can be debunked like a lot of people apparently were like passing out in the cinema being possessed but in the Philippines, in yep. some cinemas, they had priests come and bless the screenings before they happened and then what? offer psychological help afterwards for people who needed it. And I just feel like if you're going to watch it, you should probably know. <laughs> I feel like you shouldn't need psychological Yeah, I'm not going to watch The Conjuring. Help if you've chosen yeah. to go and do that. Like, what on earth? Yeah. And so anyway, there was a lot of like... What? James Wan, his phone calls were cutting out and stuff, but I don't want to get too into that because it can be debunked. But moving on to The Conjuring 2, they actually had a priest come and bless the set before they started filming. Yeah, Uh, that sounds good. And this is really exciting. Throughout the movie, the name Valak is, like, hidden in plain sight. So when is Lorraine is sitting in the house, on the bookshelf, there's the letters V-A-L-A-K on the bookshelf in order. That spell out Valak. Oh. Um, Judy is making a bracelet and the letters spell out Valak. There's things like that. What? And there's apparently a lot more where the name Valak is just hidden. Oh, my God. Now I want to watch Because the whole idea is that more. Lorraine knows her name. Knows... The name knows the yeah. name all along. So it's, it's just been given to her. Yeah. Yeah. I love that shit. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and then James Wan actually turned down directing Fast and the Furious Eight to direct The Conjuring Two, which I think is just pretty cool. Good. Fast and Furious Eight ended up making like over a billion dollars, but he just wanted to do The Conjuring yeah. Two. Why would you do Fast and Furious? Well, he directed number seven, but I just think it's cool that he turned that down for an amazing horror movie. Number seven was probably their best one. Probably. No, I've never seen them, but I'm going with that. And Vera Farmiga, the one that plays Lorraine and has played Norma Bates and all that. Yeah. During promotion for the film, apparently she had a swollen lymph node from screaming... During the film, sometimes she would do a screaming takes, like 50 takes in a row or something. I just think that's insane. Oh, my god! That's dedication. Oh. I yell, like, once in a day, and I'm like, oh, I'm done for yelling. Yeah. So, my favourite facts out of these is that Lorraine is actually in The Conjuring. That is so cute. And that the name... I cannot For The deal. Conjuring 2, the name Valak is hidden in plain sight. I just think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that... That's like on Yoshi's story when you're looking for all the melons. That is exactly the same. <laughs> that is what I think of. Of trying to finish a whole level with just melons. Yeah. But during The Conjuring 1, <laughs> I was watching this thinking, geez, she looks familiar, that person who plays Lorraine Warren, and it finally hit me 
And then I looked it up and she does play the mum in Orphan and Norma Bates. I didn't actually think that. The character of Lorraine Warren, she's just so well cast. Yes. She was literally made for the role. I think of her as Lorraine Warren. Yeah, I was actually going to say, if I saw those two actors who played Ed and Lorraine Warren down the street, I would know who they are over, like, (laughs) the real Ed and Lorraine Warren just because I've seen these two play them so much more than when I've actually seen... Than the actual... Um, Also, I like how at the end of The Conjuring 2 they did have the credits and they actually played the audio recordings, the real audio recordings. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. I do like both stories, like The Conjuring 1 and The Conjuring 2. I'm not sure what the first one is called. I think it's just called the Peron family or something. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I do love the story of the Enfield poltergeist. I think it is a good story, whether it's real. Oh or yeah, not. probably out of the two, the Enfield poltergeist is the better true story. Is the better, yeah. With the photos and everything, I think that that's maybe it's just more of a well-known story. Yeah. Maybe if I researched the Conjuring One story, there'd be. Things. Yeah, but the the Enfield is just more commonly known. It's just such a good franchise. I'm just hoping that number three lives up to it because we all know what happened with Saw. Oh, let's it's best to God. just think of the first three. <laughs> I don't even think of the first three. I think of Saw one and Saw Five and that's it. And then I just pretend nothing else happened. Okay, so we've got more disagreements <laughs> relating to Saw. There'll be a lot of disagreements throughout this podcast. I think we're just about done. I was talking to my friend about the letter J because I don't particularly want to do what we have written down for Jay based on the issues okay. around it. Maybe we could do Jay and just actually do Jigsaw. Oh, yeah, we could. And just make Jay Jigsaw, even though that's not really the name of it, and have something else for S. Yeah, we could do that. Because... Yeah, we'll, well, we'll definitely think about it. And Jay could be John Kramer. Could be. We could... Get into that. As well. Alright, so for <laughs> D. Yes. Oh, gosh. This There's is a lot of ones one. that begin with D. I'm thinking The Devil's Rejects by Rob Zombie. See, whereas I was thinking The Descent. And I do love a Rob Zombie film as to why I'm now leaning more towards that. But I would love to do an all-girl cast. Yeah, and The Descent. Which is The, the Descent. Descent is... I've never seen it, but it is highly rated. Like, it's one of the movies you should it is very watch in good. your lifetime. And not a lot of horror movies make it onto that list. <laughs> I don't know. What should we do? Probably The Descent. I'll have to see if I can find I'm a huge Rob Zombie fan. Do you think we'll do The Descent? Fan. But, yeah, I think The Descent. What else can we do? House of a Thousand Corpses. Is That's that a Rob, Rob Zombie? Zombie film. Yeah, we could do that. What else is Rob Zombie? There's others, but I think those two are the most well-known. Yeah, we'll do yeah. the Descent for D, I think. Okay. Perfect. Well, I will... Because I've actually never seen it. And I it, do so. love the Descent. That's another one I watched at um, a girl's sleepover. And we were all <laughs> like, yeah, girl power. Fuck yeah, girl. All right, so... You know. <laughs> just wrapping up, The Conjuring 2 was 
the better movie. No. <laughs> we didn't agree on that. Uh. I think The Conjuring 1 was the better film. Out of 10, I give The Conjuring 1 a 10. <laughs> and I give The Conjuring 2 a 7. Okay, so wrapping up The Conjuring 2 was the better movie, and we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I did... I must admit, watching The Conjuring 2, I did get more of a kick out of it this time. Yeah, because it's a great film. Okay. <laughs> it was better the second time around. <laughs> All right, so for D, we've All got right. The Descent. I'm keen to watch okay, it for the first time. Okay, I'm very time. excited to watch it. Yay! I'm excited to watch it again. I wonder if it holds up because we now know that Amityville didn't hold up. Well, yeah, I'm gonna have a from a movie. I'm gonna have a fresh <laughs> opinion on this. I don't have any biased. I've never seen it before, so yes, that'll be interesting. That's true. I wonder if we're actually watching any movies. You're gonna have to suggest a movie for one of the letters that I haven't seen because I feel like all of the letters we've written so far. Are, are yeah, pretty. I think I'll probably have some suggestions. For those people who don't know, I'm just really into so many low-budget ones that no one's ever heard of. <laughs> Although it is weird that a lot of... I feel like, I don't know whether because we're in isolation, people are now watching a lot of the unknown B-class horrors. Yeah. And being like, what? This is great. I'm like, we all knew The hidden gems. This. The yeah. hidden gems of horror. Okay, right. guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time for the set. Bye, Jenny. See you later. Bye.